Welcome to the Top Gun Minute, daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and become friends in the movie Top Gun, one minute at a time. I'm your pilot, Brian Kaboom Boucher, and once again, David, Captain Crunch Forsyth, and Todd Longbow Lucas. Yay! Thanks for having us back. Hey, thanks for coming back. Minute 102 begins with being wingmen and ends with some symbolism. So... You can be my wingman anytime, guys. Very generous. Can, can we cuss on this? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> All yeah, my well, friends cuss. <laughs> yeah, well, Maverick does here in a minute, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday, uh, Iceman said that Maverick is still dangerous. But you can be my wingman anytime. Get that. He gets his smile on. Yeah, it was all a ruse, right? Like, yeah, I was trying to psych him out. Give him, You're dangerous, but I love you. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. He wasn't very convincing. It's like he was holding the smile, just barely. Mm. Yeah, but it's hard when you have like a hundred deckhands around you having a party, and you know, it, it looks like they're getting ready to break out the keg, and you know, yeah. be a lot of giant sheet cake with little candles on it, and <laughs> sing everybody's birthday. Yeah, I think that's on hot shots. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it, it's also the fact that Val Kilmer did not want to say these lines. Really? really? Yes. He did not want to. He thought the line was stupid. Mm, kind of is. And it kind of yeah. is. I didn't really understand it for a long time. You know, but yeah, it took some convincing for him uh, to do it. I, I guess he pretty much absolutely refused to say it. And he did it just to basically get everybody off his back. I I've heard that he's hard to handle or has been in the past at times. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's, you know, he's a Juilliard actor and you know, he's, he's trained classically trained and all that kind of stuff. Doesn't want to say stupid shit. (laughs) I mean, he he was in the saint, right? I mean, that whole thing is sort of, yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. Well, it, it, has anybody seen uh, more recently something called Moon Knight on Disney Plus? I watched some of it. Okay. Well, Oscar Isaac is also a Juilliard trained uh, actor, and mm. he was pretty cool with doing all that ridiculous stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, different yeah. times. Yeah. Do, do we know if this was actually shot on deck at the carrier? I would assume not. But... No. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was. Huh? It was. It was all, all. All the carrier film. The carrier scenes was filmed on the USS Enterprise. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, excellent. It seems like shooting time would be precious there. So to have Val like throwing a little hissy fit over this line, I hope it was sort of resolved before they were actually shooting because that's that sounds like an expensive argument. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, how you get yourself erased from a, a feature film. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They were they were on the ship for like a week, I believe, mm-hmm. and they did all the filming. And um, yeah, Val Kilmer, uh, you know, he was kind of a party guy back in the day. 
and he always wanted to you know do it you know and plus he was he was this big actor you know he's supposed to, everybody he should you well, know yeah they should give way to his desires sure yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's a privileged white guy, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh but yeah, he I mean there was I, I know the story about him going to play basketball on the ship. There's where the uh the basketball goals did the whole, you know, they they raised up towards the ceiling, mm-hmm. you know, and they raise bring him down. But it's like over the elevator for the planes. I think so. Um, yeah, they were like, "We, I got, they got permission to go play basketball there, but the person didn't want to bring the goals down because nobody told him it was okay." You know, mm. but then finally got the call, and he's like, "Okay, I'll put it down for him." You know, you do what he says. I guess That's crazy. Uh, Val Kilmer does not respect the the chain of bureaucracy, right? Yeah, he didn't want to be there in the first place. Yeah, he, he didn't want to be in the movie, uh, but he was under co- uh, contractual like liabilities or obligations, obligations, yes. And they made him do the movie hmm. and became one of his biggest, you know, small parts in a movie ever, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, mostly Top Gun is Top Gun after all, yeah, that's true. He was mostly in comedic stuff before this, though, right? I mean. Mm-hmm. Like top secret and top yeah, secret. I was about to say that. Real I mean, genius. Top secret. And, what happened to that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And real genius was a, a little bit of a comedy. And he, was, I don't know, Todd. Why do you go into your closet? <laughs> Same reason you go into the closet. <laughs> He's going in there. <laughs> uh, anyway, so back to the movie. Uh, there's a big smile from both of them. Tom Cruise says, bullshit, you give me mine. Nope. I was just going to let you say that. So, <laughs> Oh, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. But then they you know, get a nice big bro hug in, you know, with the mm-hmm. fist to the back. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that gets interrupted because that was uncomfortable. So Slider <laughs> just goes in here and, and just picks Maverick up bodily yeah. into there. He's yeah. another massive dude. I mean, because mm-hmm. Val Kilmer is pretty big, especially compared to Tom Cruise. But uh, Rick is way bigger than Val even. And I, you know, I love this guy from bunches of other stuff. So like, you know, he's the third wheel in Roxanne mm-hmm. as a fireman, an idiot fireman. And then uh, he was one of the, the, the main crew. And uh, what was that? I'm losing the track of it here, but uh, that one was, they were all like the Navy seals or whatever. And he was the sniper. I can't remember the name of that movie now, but I just mm-hmm. remember him being like this solid, massive presence as yeah. the sniper at the back of the team. So, yeah. 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 This is, what would you say the sweaty meter is at here? I qualify it as maybe like a medium high. Right? Yeah, it's not, that, like it, it's not maxed out, but it's pretty high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not volleyball sweat, but it's close, at least on Maverick. Yeah, yeah. at least everybody else, nah, that, not so much. Val is sweaty-ish. Yeah, but Tom is definitely sweaty. Yeah. Are the cockpits of F-14s air conditioned? I would assume they are, right? I yes, guess they probably don't really. I mean, at speed and altitude, you just pump fresh air in and like, it's cool, right? So Yeah, uh, yeah, they have air conditioning normally. Yeah. yeah. So maybe like once they just get on deck, if they are, we don't really know where this engagement takes place, right? But we'll assume Indian Ocean-ish like before. It's probably mm-hmm. hot there. So yeah, all right. 
Yeah. All right, Tony, we'll let you we'll let you make your, your young men sweaty. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You make your uh, gay almost porn, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it gets a little closer a few times. <laughs> yeah. I did read a couple of accounts that this particular moment where the, the two they they have this talk about who's gonna be who's wingman. Uh-huh. is sort of the the culmination of the sexual tension between Maverick and, and Iceman, right? And Iceman. Yeah. Iceman. Iceman. Is he Jewish? <laughs> He's Harvey Iceman. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like the, a couple of the accounts, you know, you, you read about how this is sort of a, uh, you know, a, a gay icon film. And like for some people, this moment was sort of a touchstone, especially for like, you know, closeted gay youth from somewhere where you couldn't really be gay like this was a a big moment for them like you know and i was like all right i guess it, it i i don't really have a lot of personal insight to to add to that but I, you know some some of the things from the movie are pretty openly you know gay influenced and uh uh you know what was the did you guys talk about the the book of photography that uh that um Tony Scott sort of based some of the look from this on the, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, um, but it was essentially like a, a fairly infamous book uh, of photography about how to, how to dress like a, uh, a good looking man. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, ta- I talked about it a little bit. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like a little coffee table book. Yeah. Yeah. Full of pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of an infamous, you know, gay book and it was by the photographer who would go on to do all the Abercrombie and Fitch mm-hmm. photography and one of the guest jeans photography the stuff that was pretty sexually suggestive so to like base that as your as your look for, for her anyway it, I'm sure <laughs> there's lots of discussion and we probably aren't the right ones to talk about how this is a, a you know a, a sort of an under closeted gay icon or I don't know so but yeah just bringing it up again so yeah but yes, yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, yeah, there's a picture of a uh, a car. It's all a black and white photo. Uh, it's an old like like a 1950s like hot rod car, and there's these three guys in it, and they're they're kind of buff, and they got the same hairdos. And uh, yeah. Tony Scott said, "These three guys, these are these are the guys I want in my movie. I want these type mm. guys that look like this, you know." Yeah, it, it looks like he got them. He got him. Yeah. Yeah. I said like, one, of them, one of them looked just like Val Kilmer. One looked like Tom Cruise. One looked like Rick Brozovich. There so you go. It worked. Yeah. So Todd, it's not your height that kept you out of the Navy. It's your handsomeness. I'm just so, too good looking or not good looking enough. What are you saying? Yeah. You weren't handsome enough to be a Navy fighter pilot. So when I was young, I I was a little horse faced and then I turned into my dad, which I thought was an improvement. So Yeah. You, a little more sweat probably would have helped. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're bottle sweat. They're, they're not for real. They, you know, <laughs> in between shots. <laughs> All right. But, yeah. I mean, especially because if you, like, if, I mean, when we cut to the next shot, right? Like, it, it, it's Mav below deck, and he's he's pretty proud to drive by that point, right? Like, he's... Yep. Yeah. So I don't know if he's been um, hanging out in the air conditioning or took a shower. I mean, everybody's always showering. Yeah, so, he, cha- so. he changed his clothes. Yeah, we don't know how long this has been. I mean, you know, he's, he's taken time out to 
to think up about his next move. And, you know, he's realized I can't do this in here. He's gone outside. Now, what would you call this area of, of a carrier? This looks like it's like a, uh, I don't know, some sort of porch below the main deck. I don't know what this is. Yeah. Like one of the elevator spots. Is it down in the elevator? I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I kind of know it, it's, it's definitely on a, a lower uh, level. Right. But it's not at the, it's not at the elevator, but it's close to it. And, okay. Yeah. And it's towards, it does towards look the like rear. It's meant for pedestrians. Oh, it's yeah. toward the rear. Okay. All right. Yeah, towards this the rear, rear of the, the carrier. Uh-huh. But, you know, he's down here. He's having a, a quiet moment of score in between you know, mm-hmm. beltings of uh, guitars and uh, he's got Goose's uh, tags and he's, he's, he's contemplating what he's going to do about that. Mm-hmm. And he, he's caressing the tags and he realizes, you know, everyone's been telling him that he's got to let Goose go, which symbolically in the movie, instead of talking about it anymore, since we've, we've already gone this long, I mean, where we're at, what, minute 102. I mean, he just decides now I'm going to fling him into the ocean and then be happy about that. <laughs> he does. He does that sort of same like talk to me goose sort of like squeeze of the of the tags right like yep it echoes that moment and then he just kind of wings them overboard in a like a very balletic throat right like yeah he does get a little loft on that elbow so yeah points his toes and yeah he's it's like a very i don't know it's it's a it's a weird yeah it's a little but also there's as he throws them there's like an eruption of sea spray from his right and it's you know the guitar kicks in again yeah yeah i wonder if they just made him throw a bunch of things off the side until they had a shot that looked good in editing yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, he just throws like a weirdo and they just yeah like you said they had to do a bunch of them and like all right that's the best one i guess i'm guessing that if he doesn't throw weirdly naturally that what happened is that he's like okay i'm on an aircraft carrier where we're spending you know hundreds of thousands of dollars a day just to be here. I got to get this right. And he's, it, he's like throwing it and it's getting blown back at him or something. <laughs> so he's <laughs> trying to loft it and get it, make sure it doesn't come back and hit the ship. Yeah, yeah it could be. Yep. Seven times. Seven times. Seven times it took him um, to get it right. Because um, yeah, like a, a gust of wind would blow or a, yes. a wave or yes, so you, right. you were, you were correct. <laughs> And or, or just the way he was arching his arm as he was yeah. throwing it, they wanted it to be just right. And yeah, it took him seven <laughs> times. Nice, that's hilarious. Yeah. Had to like yeah. artificially weight those a little bit too, because they, you know, it, it they're fairly light, even with the little rubber silencers around them. It seems like they, they're a fairly light thing that definitely would come back at you in an ocean breeze. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and apparently, um, the, the dog tags that you see in his hand, uh, were the ones for, uh, Tom Skerritt's character. Oh, uh, hmm. yep. That's where it says, uh, Mike Metcalf on him. Those are the Weird. ones you actually see in your hand, in his hand. Yeah. I did not look in that close. I was yeah, just it, assuming it, it was right. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It only, I mean, I couldn't zoom in on it, but this is what I've heard uh. you know, that, yeah, if you can zoom in on it, you can see it's uh, it says Mike Metcalf on it, and it's obviously that's, and it's backwards. You know, okay. you see the backside of it. So that's weird. Any idea why that would be? I mean, are we maybe they, uh, they, maybe they only made like two, three pairs of goose ones, and 
know. Well, they probably made one pair of everybody's, and like you said, it took seven times. They threw the ghost goose ones first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just crazy. I mean, yeah. even even in the earlier in the movie, after Goose dies, and they pick up, he picks up Goose's dog tags. It's not his dog tags. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's not his either. You get, you can actually, if you can pause it right on the exact moment. And you can see the letters, they're backwards. You're seeing the backside of the, the dog tags, and it sure does not say Nick Bradshaw. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. You'd think those kind of details would have been super easy even back then. Yeah, but they, of course, you know, they didn't think, <laughs> oh, 36 years later, somebody's going to be analyzing this second by second, you know? So one of their interns fell down on the job and didn't predict all this. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Fun little things. Yeah, I'm thinking over this throw, I'm thinking about ways to improve it. Right, mm-hmm. I think it would have been cooler to see him whip him around his head like a bolo, <laughs> <laughs> like he's trying to take down a bad guy or something. No? Oh no, <laughs> I don't think it would have been even well possible. Yeah, you see, Granny shot him. <laughs> Stuff him into a t-shirt cannon and just. <laughs> <laughs> uh he shouldn't even had them that's that's probably true right like why didn't yeah. ryan have these you know right yes yeah she, yeah well that, that that's another you know the vote for the you know the, the gay subtext on some of this is because it seemed like like you know goose and meg ryan's character and maverick were kind of almost a thruple because mm-hmm. meg ryan seems more worried about maverick's reaction than she is about her own right and she's the wife Right. Yeah. With a, a now orphan kid, yeah. you know? Yeah. But no, no, the Maverick being all torn up, that's the worst part of this. Yeah. Well, because you know, national security is at risk because clearly he's the only one who can defend us from the dreaded MIGs, right? The <laughs> non-national right. MIGs that are just flying around menacing the air. Yeah. With TIE fighter pilots with TIE TIE flying fighters. around. Yeah. oh yeah one more last shout out to star wars minute yeah yeah it's it does seem like i get that they're trying to show him wrapping up his relationship with goose or his his, his hang up over but not even that i i think it's trying to show that he's no longer affected professionally by the death of his friend that he thought he caused or whatever you know right it, I'm not even really sure where where all that ends, but like, that's the sort of thing that you keep to remember a person or the family has, or or it's just it seems a little, it seems a little harsh to just chuck that overboard. Yeah, yeah, it is, but you know, it's just a it's a quick movie shorthand, yeah. and mm-hmm. they, they didn't really think about it like we are right now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, actually, um, this scene was improvised because. Uh, there was a scene that they were going to shoot of him being in the cemetery and putting the dog tags on his grave. Yeah. Yeah, But the day that they were supposed to shoot in the cemetery uh, ended up becoming a very cloudy day and the lighting wasn't right. So they didn't shoot there. And uh, for some odd reason, they couldn't get a, another day yeah. i mean i didn't mean, want to get another day you know. yeah i don't know it's crazy 
especially uh, more so back here in the 80s uh, a lot of times these movies even big budget movies they they really did just you know do whatever they had to to finish on schedule yeah uh, which would include well if something didn't work and we're it's going to push us off schedule let's just make up something else to stick in there that will fill that gap as mm-hmm. you know plot wise yeah and that's why you end up with so many movies that have things that seem a little less thoughtful than the whole rest of the movie mm-hmm. yeah I don't know. But plus the thing is they shot this scene. I mean, I guess I guess it really wasn't improvised, but they uh, just in case. Yeah. Uh thing because they shot this first. Uh, and, and then they went and did the whole like ground story stuff. So hmm. um well, I guess they did all the flying stuff first. Uh so they could actually get the navy to be in, you know, okay, we'll we're allowed, we'll let you do this, you know. But then when they did the ground story, they were going to do the scene in the cemetery, but it uh, didn't work out. So they at least had this. So weird. Yeah. Well, somebody was thinking ahead. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Movie making at its best. Yeah, yeah. And it's you know the the air scenes are certainly movie making at its best. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> movie making at its most adequate. Oh. So. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Because, you know, Top Gun is, I mean, it's its own thing. I mean, everybody has at least heard of it. Even our, our children have heard of it mm-hmm. if they haven't seen it yet. But right. they have, everyone has watched a movie that has had, had air combat inspired by this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because all of the the, the movie and, and animation and whatever, all the, the creators of visual media who have ever seen this, they're like, you know what? I'd love to be able to put something up that looks like that. You know, it has yeah. that kind of excitement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, I guess, you know, really why we're coming back around to, you know, having a, a sequel to this movie. You know, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I, I hear the excitement in the air is is yep. just a thing of beauty. So, yep. Yes, I have watched it. Uh, Excellent. I, I enjoyed it. So, anyways, anything else for the minute? Um, just, I just want to, call attention to that ocean spray again it seems uh you know symbolic maybe i don't know it just (laughs) accidental dave it's accidental i don't know know. that that is like pa on the side of seven takes they had stuff to pick from (laughs) there's a pa with a bucket for each each of the seven takes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, somebody on a tugboat down on the side (laughs) with a bucket it's there's, there needs to be an eruption of water here, right now. <laughs> yeah. Right now, <laughs> right. Make it happen. <sighs> yes. Okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, can you tell us your relationship with the movie? Like the first time you saw it, uh, what you think about it, all that kind of stuff. See, I don't think I saw this in the theater. I believe I saw it when it came to cable, which back then was. Uh, it was not much later than it would be these days when you get a new movie. And um, where I lived, the the cable provider, and I'm saying that in air quotes, sorry about that, folks, um, didn't know what they were doing for probably the first two years we had cable in town. So I was getting all four of the movie channels basically for free just because they moved into town. <laughs> and when, so when this was spending its six months on all the movie stations, I could literally just change the channel and find this on at any given moment. 
Yeah. So you could like catch it at about, you know, two thirds of the way through, you know, watch the, the final bit. And when it gets the the credits, just change channels and you'd be like, you know, 15 minutes into it again and just keep yeah. watching it. Yeah. So I, I, I know I've seen it probably at least a solid dozen times through, but I've seen sections of it just, I mean, I've got, you know, thousands and thousands of minutes of this movie under my belt and I'm not even a, a super fan. I just saw a lot of it while it was there. Yeah. And I, I bet you those four movies that were playing all the time was Top Gun, Back to the Future, Karate Kid Part Two, mm. and um, uh, Silverado. Probably that was that was actually a very good summer for me. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, you know I'd, I'd seen apparently had seen all of Silverado, and then we got to do some minutes for the Silverado project. Uh-huh. And when I rewatched it to see, you know, like I thought, you know, maybe I'd seen parts of it. I'm like I don't know. I've seen all of this several times. It's very familiar. Why yeah. did I think I had not seen this movie? Right. So yeah, you know, all four of those movies, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I probably saw this at Todd's house because <laughs> Todd and I are cousins. Uh, so right. we uh, spent a lot of time together in the summer. So I'm sure I saw it at your house, but I think my most distinct memories of it uh, from a, an old grade school friend of mine, because I was 10 11 ish when this it's probably 11 12 when when we were watching this but um i would stay over at his house a lot usually during school time so you know winter ish uh in and around chicago not a lot of outdoor activities to partake in uh for for the youths at Uh that time uh, if it was cold so we would you know go over to his house on friday night we'd go to the rental store and rent the like five for five dollars but they had to be back by like sunday night or something like that Uh And for a long time, Top Gun was in the rotation. So we'd go to the store and pick out a bunch of stuff. And it was usually like a favorite, like like, like Top Gun. Um, and then something like a bikini car wash movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then something we hadn't seen. So, it, you know, it was always, uh, and then we'd probably put on Top Gun, watch that and then fall asleep during whatever else we put on. So, you know, it's one of those sorts of things. So I uh, definitely saw it a lot on vhs from the rental store go look that up kids um <laughs> and, uh, and uh yeah and pro- probably on other people's cable because we never had cable at our house so um it was uh, a thing for sure and i i don't remember that i know you guys have talked a lot on the show about this being one of the early tapes that was priced for consumers yes and i don't remember if anyone i knew ever owned a copy of it like the first one I remember being in in, in um, lots of people's houses was the 89 Batman. That's uh-huh. the first one I remember a lot of people buying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, someone must have owned Top Gun somewhere because I, I knew a lot of kids that watched this movie and were pretty sure that they were going to, you know, go be a Navy Air Force pilot somewhere. And, you know, lots of uh, big posters of F-15s and F-14s on everybody's walls and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I had a friend who had the VHS. I remember the, the 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 original cover, you know, the slip cover for that, and uh, very vividly. But um, his reason for having it, other than you know, it's Top Gun, he was uh, very interested in becoming a guitar player, and he liked the shred on this uh, closing theme here. <laughs> oh yeah, not Billy. What was his name? That was uh, that was Brent. Brent, right? And he was yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, Top Gun anthem. Yep. Yep. Playing that. 
Yeah. And and makes sense. You know who actually played the guitar in this version? Who? It was uh oh, man, I can't think of his actual his, his full name, but his name's Steve something. Steve Vai? Not Steve Vai. Oh. <laughs> but but he was uh the guitar player for Billy Idol. Oh yeah. What is his name? Do you uh, know his name, Dave? Oh man. Off top of my head. No, it's familiar. And yeah, he's right. It's Steve. Steve something. <laughs> Uh, all right folks you have google you can look it up we don't have to yeah that's right yeah anyways it, uh, it'll be in the show notes just trust me on that <laughs> yeah yeah if i remember to put them in there but yeah yeah anyways okay cool yeah uh i was kind of in the same boat i, I actually did see it in the theater though but i mm. remember having the the video cassette um my dad i got it uh, yeah i remember Excellent. i think we had the Back to the Future one, and then um, I'm pretty sure I begged my dad to get the 89 Batman to buy it, because I really like that movie, too. So. Anyways, cool. All right, well, uh, we'll talk about more Top Gun tomorrow. Excellent. How about that? <laughs> Ghost Rider, this is Kaboon requesting you to like and subscribe and share with your friends. If you could, please rate and review me on your favorite podcasting apps. You can continue the discussion on Facebook at Top Gun Minute Listener School. Find us on Twitter at Top Gun Minute Pod. Send your emails to me at topgunminutepod at gmail.com. You can find us and all your other favorite movies done in this format at moviesbyminutes.com. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, this episode pattern is full. <laughs>